hey, Mike, I, I can't believe you're not already at the studio. You, you want to race? Absolutely. Let's go. Three, two, go one. Delayed start. Oh, you son of a bitch. No, you won, but but now we gotta climb into the into the dumpster to get into the studio. Yeah. <sighs> oh fuck. Well, at least we both get to open the door this week. Give me a hand. to grease these hinges. This is ridiculous. No, 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 That doesn't make any sense. Where the fuck did all these squirrels come from? Oh, this is nuts. Oh, there's fucking like 10 of them in here. What the fuck? What's their food source? That's true. They can be our food source. I guess. Hopefully their food source isn't all the wiring and shit because they are basically rodents. Hey, guest stars for the podcast. I'm going to have to talk to my wife about this one. All right, let me close the door. kids you're listening to nothing in moderation with travis and mike be sure to subscribe so you don't miss out on this regularly scheduled dumpster fire you can catch us on all the social medias under at nothing in mod pod so let's go ahead and get this hillbilly hog fight underway So I just tried to wolf down a, a spicy chicken sandwich from, from Dave's, nice. and uh, I thought I'd wash my hands nice and good, but you quickly learn nope. uh, how well you did not wash your hands when you go to the pee-pee that room is, before the show. The, that is accurate. Now your dick's burning, and it's not for the reasons previously you would have had a dick burning incident. It's in my extra special hole. <laughs> the one you got to plug so you don't make a mess. <laughs> Sounds terrible, honestly. Yeah, I didn't think that through uh, when I got a pierce, so... Yeah. What are you going to do? This is going to be a terrible intro. <laughs> this is going to be... Chicken sandwiches and dick holes. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we're naming the episode. Chicken sandwiches and dick holes. Uh, I was going to name it Google Captioned this, but... There you go. I like cho- or chicken chocolate sandwiches. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Chicken chocolate sandwiches. <laughs> Fuck. I hate it here. So so tell us the story of uh, your, your sweet peg-like sounds. <sighs> um, so 
so I joined this adult kickball league. I think I mentioned that in the last show. Uh, I'm going to be 40 this year, and an adult kickball league was probably not my wisest choice. Uh, I, I, I I get up in the... Now, I missed the first two games because I had prior engagements that I had to, to miss them for. So I show up to the third game. I get up to kick in the second inning. Kick the ball just outside of the infield. Um, also, it's fucking way harder to kick the ball than I remember when I was a kid playing kickball, but I, you know... I don't know if that's me or the balls. That, I don't know. Whatever. I I make it to first. And I'm fucking hanging out on first base. And I decide that uh, I'm going to run for second when the other person kicks the ball. So I take off. Now, I'm not the fastest guy in the world, obviously. Based on my stature, you can tell. Um, that's why I do a podcast, because I'm not good at anything athletic. Um, but I've had bad knees my whole life. Like, when I played Little League, I was a catcher. Uh, I'm, I've been overweight all my life in one form or another. Like just, my knees have just had a terrible life. So I go head down and I'm not paying attention to anything else that's going on because it's the only way I can run my fastest if I just head down <laughs> and know where I'm going. But the problem there is, is that while I'm head down running, I can see my knees and I watch my right knee pop out of its socket and I say, oh, fuck. And I fall to the ground and land on the knee that just popped out of its socket. No bueno. Um, yeah, no, no bueno at all. Um, now, I've played a lot of sports growing up. I've had some sports injuries before. Uh, it took me 40 years nearly to have a sports injury that caused me to be carted off of a field. 40 years uh, and 300 pounds. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Before that knee uh, gave way. <laughs> Yeah, it took me it took me about two minutes to even stand up with several people trying to help me stand up because I couldn't put any weight on it at the time. Um, they got me into the cart, took me to the truck. <laughs> I get in the truck, and the guy brings me a bag of ice, and my knee is probably a softball and a half round. Like, it's not quite two softballs, but it's fucking, it's there. I... I go home you, because I'm like you can tell this I've is an American story because a oh, yeah. a you're overweight and, yep. and b instead of giving any kind of measurement it's a comparison to an item that's uniquely American. My knee is about the anything. size of two softballs. Yes, we will. We will use anything except the metric system. Fuck you. That sinkhole is four um, dryers across. <laughs> um, but I I get to the truck and we come home and I get up the stairs because you know it's only two or three stairs. It's not like a lot of stairs. Um, and I'm, I'm looking at my knee and I'm looking at the swelling and it's concerning that it hasn't started bruising yet. Cause usually you bruise pretty quickly, or at least I do. So I, I decided that I'm going to make the, I'm just going to go to the ER, fucking figure it out just to make sure. Cause you know, my knees are fucked anyway. I need to make sure that, you know, I'm not hobbling around on a, you know, knee that's actually maybe broken. Um, they do some x-rays, charge me a hundred dollars. Uh, and put me in one of those like isolation braces that you, you know, to isolate your leg and then tell me, yeah, don't leave this on forever. You don't want to rely on it. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck are you giving it to me for? So you can charge my fucking insurance company for you fucking scumbag. Yeah. 10 times the price versus just <clears throat> buying it at CVS or wherever else. Probably. Yeah. It's, um, it's the full leg one though. It's like the one that runs from thigh to ankle that isolates my whole leg from get a bionic leg. So it's. Yeah, basically. So that lasted all of about 15 minutes. I, I could barely get in the car with it on. Imagine how far you, you can kick the ball now. 
<laughs> not that far. It's that, I can kick the ball far. It's the running part that's going to fuck it's me. It's that twang sound, and then it goes into <laughs> orbit. <laughs> um, so I, I, I go to the yard, ER, do the x-rays, not broken, knees all in alignment, everything looks fine. Make me an appointment with an orthopedic surgeon or doctor, uh, which I had actually already had in place because I've been running more and I was having some small pain in my left knee and I was like, let me get ahead of this, check it out, make sure my shit's good before I get too carried away with this running thing. So I call them the next day, hey, hurt my knee last night, wanted to make sure you got the x-rays. They're like, oh yeah, we got the x-rays, they sent them over. I'm like, cool. Get to the doctor, like four, three, on, I guess it happened on Thursday, my appointment was the following Wednesday. Get to the doctor. The doctor spends all of 14 seconds with me. He picks my leg up, moves my knee three directions, and says, yeah, you're going to need an MRI. You, you couldn't call and fucking set that up before this? No, he's got to hit you with the whatever the copay is. It was like 40 bucks. We have good insurance. Listen, we're, we're doing all right in the insurance department. I have nothing to complain about. That's the... It's an interesting <clears throat> parallel to draw. You went to the emergency room, we're out 100 bucks. You went to the doctor, your copay was 40 bucks. Yeah. I would have jacked my I would have jacked my knee up and just been like, "Listen, we can cut it off, or we can just see what happens and yeah. be done with it." Because if you're going to the ER, you're you're out whatever that costs you for the whole trip, and then if you're going to see the orthopedic guy, you're fucking you're out whatever his is because you don't really be having the insurance. Well, I don't even have a primary care, so poor. <laughs> exactly, I rely on a veterinarian for stitches and severe wound care, and that's about as far as my medical attention goes. I mean. What else you need? I mean, that's the the state of America, right? Some people have really yeah. good insurance and they they take care of themselves somewhat, and other people have none, yeah. and they have to make a decision about a is it really financially sound for me to go get the attention I should or do need? Yeah. So that's my story about how I hurt my knee. Uh, I am finally to the point where I can put weight on it. Um, I can mostly walk around. Like today, I was at a an event for work at a golf course, and I. I made it throughout the, you know, through the whole day. My left hip actually hurts really bad because I'm favoring my left side to keep weight off of my right knee. Right. So my fucking, my left hip is fucking on fire right now. Um, but it, you know, it's uh, it's getting better. I got an MRI in the morning, so and then follow up next week after they get the MRI results. So, well, the important part is, and the MRI is only so they can see if make sure there's nothing like no deep fractures that you couldn't see in an X-ray or whatever. So all them soft tissues. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So. And it's still a little bit swollen. It never actually like purple bruised. It yellow bruised, which mm-hmm. I've never had happen before. Skip all the <laughs> skip all the early stages. Go straight to the recovery. I guess yeah, yeah. It, there's a small purple like bruise on the back of my knee, but there's no like on the top of my knee and everything where all the damage. It's just all yellow and it always has been. Well, the, the big question is: so, Are you going to be able to mow the lawn, or or what's the deal? There? I will be able to mow the lawn. The, we will. I actually got the mower off the trailer tonight because I ordered stuff for maintenance like oil change spark plug shit like that and i needed to get the mower off the trailer and onto the the little workshop that i have so that i could get all that shit done so i was able i hooked the trailer up myself i fucking got the mower off the trailer myself and you, so i can at least climb on and off the mower I'm, you want to talk about personal a lot of you never even used to do that with cars you had payments on that's true yeah you do it for the lawn mower i know i know and i i don't make payments on the lawn mower so there's that stolen Maybe that's what it is. Maybe the payments is the common denominator. Yeah, I'm going to ruin it if they're going to take it back, he says. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Fuckers. Put Drano in it. Fuck it. Yeah. Oh, God. Oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. You almost fall over. 
Yeah, my I guess my chair fucking. Ooh, hold on, I gotta adjust. I'll, I'll I'll leave this part in. So this chair is noisy as fuck for being brand new. It pisses me off. So welcome back to the podcast. Oh yeah, yeah. Hey, welcome back. <laughs> you may, we uh, you may have heard we've had an eventful uh, an eventful week. Yeah, heard the struggle of us getting back into the dumpster. Oh god, this fucking we got to do something about that goddamn door. <laughs> I'm going to bring WD-40 with me next week, I think. Yeah. We'll see how it or goes. Next time. I don't I don't want to commit to next week. Next week seems like... <laughs> I like I like using it to scare off the uh, the rats. Yeah. That'll work. But the squirrels, actually. The squirrels seem unfazed at this point. They're just here. There's like 10 of them now. We're fucking... We've got a whole fucking jungle in the backyard. We bought a bird feeder this weekend. You just need to train them all. Well, the squirrels are fucking already climbing up the bird feeder, so I gotta go get a slinky and fucking put a slinky over the pole. Because they grab onto the slinky, oh, but they okay. can't. I was yeah. trying to... It's like, he's only got three I, stairs. I, What's he gonna do with a slinky? I looked at Jen when she, when she said something about this slinky. I looked at her like you just looked at me when I said something about the slinky. I was like, what? And then it made sense in my head. So Okay. Keeps them out of the bird you feeder. You need, need to figure out how to train some crows. So they'll steal money from. Have you see, not seen like you can befriend crows by giving them food or whatnot, and they'll reward you with shiny objects? Oh and, yeah, yeah, and I thought that was like movie stuff. No, like I didn't think that was real. Yeah, we've we've seen some of it, and then we're like, man, that'd be a lot of fun to just set it up to where when they bring you certain things, they get better rewards, and then they start becoming little aerial pickpockets. <laughs> that seems like a lot of work. Yeah, well, I mean, for not a lot of reward. What else am I gonna like do? Like on a lawn service, kill a tangelo tree. <laughs> Quite possibly, so it's trying. The uh, yeah, I mean, we can let her, we can let her ride and see what happens. I don't know. It's up to you. We, I'm fucking trying to trying to take care of myself. We were talking about doctor stuff. I need mm-hmm. to get into now that I'm forty. Need to get into a an actual GP and start visiting. You know, anyone who's getting older, please take care of yourself. It gets way worse to try and fix it once you're out of whack. Yeah. But uh, cutting back on drinking is one of the big ones. Oof. Yeah. So what do we do? You can't just be sober. That's boring. No. Yeah, fuck that. So then I'm learning all of the uh, the dare gateway things. It's like, all right, well, you start with alcohol and then you go straight to the PCP. But you don't. You don't actually go straight to the PCP. <laughs> I was like, nobody. I don't know anybody that went straight from alcohol to PCP. Exactly. They went from drinking water all the way to a full-blown meth head in, in one step. But That seems more logical. It starts with the CBD gummies and then P- THC gummies because I'm not going to yeah. smoke anything. And then next, yeah. all of a sudden there's microdosing mushrooms in the, the cabinet. And it's like, all right, well, Listen. I mean, if it's that kind of party, I'm going to stick my dick in the mashed potatoes. <laughs> I want... I really want to try mushrooms. I just, I don't know. I'm torn. Like I, I know some people. So I, and like the the mushrooms, like what you guys got, are are this like tea or is it just a <laughs> is it like a powder? So in, for full transparency, it's a bunch of different stuff. It all kind of okay. showed up at the same time. Um, all right. There's some tea. There's some okay. chocolates. There's some. I, I don't even know. I didn't buy it. It just so, showed up. I have I have a friend who will remain nameless, but he does mushrooms about once a month. <clears throat> Sorry, he he started out doing like just the the teas, um, and he said basically with the tea it was he would drink the tea, and then everything in his brain would just kind of shut off. 
like all the noise, all the fucking thoughts, all of the things that distract you throughout the day, just, just quit. Um, he didn't, he's like, you're not really going to see anything crazy. It's not like a psychedelic high, you know, like you, you've probably heard of. Um, he's like, everything just shuts off. And I was like, man, that could, that could do me some fucking wonders if I could just get my brain to shut off for 30 minutes or an hour or however long it lasts. Like I just actually get to sleep, not have to roll around for two and a half hours. And that's the other thing for me lately. Like I, and I, I used to be. When I, especially when I worked in the office, because I I was getting up between four and five, um, I was in bed by like eight or nine o'clock most nights, and I haven't gone to bed before midnight, fucking, in the last probably two or three months, and then I lay in bed at midnight for fucking an hour before I fall asleep. I'm like fuck, yeah. this is bullshit. I've noticed you actually like I, <laughs> it used to be if I said you anything after like eight or nine p.m., it's like oh he's asleep at Perkins or whatever <laughs> yeah. it is, and yeah. and now I actually get responses at midnight. I'm like what the fuck yeah. are you doing up? Yeah. I mean, I've always yeah, been up until fucking. 1 or 2 a.m. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I fuck it for whatever reason. In the last month or two, I just, like, I'm fucking, I can't go to bed early. Like, I, you know, I'll sit there on the couch and play Xbox, which would normally, you know, I'd only get 20 or 30 minutes of playtime in and fucking, then I'm ready to go to bed or I'm passed out on the couch. And now I'm fucking, you know, playing an entire season of fucking baseball in, in one night type shit. Right. You log on to play with us. You're like, all right, I went to the casino and I'm eating a sandwich. All right, bye, everybody. <laughs> it's yeah. like you didn't even help. Yeah. Nope. Nope. Definitely not. I'm not good enough to help. It's fine. The uh, the friends that I have that have done specifically the, the hallucinogenic mushrooms and stuff, the, the dosage that they took was for that effect. Whereas mm-hmm. the dosage that is on hand is supposed to be like one tenth of that. It's like the mm-hmm. a similar dosage to what is being used in clinical trials for depression and anxiety and mm-hmm. PTSD and stuff like yeah. that. So we'll just we'll see how it goes. I mean, I'm I'm fifty to a hundred percent more yeah. massive <laughs> than what their test subjects yeah. normally are. So we'll see how. Just don't do what people do with edibles. No, Jesus. Like, it's not pe- working. Let take me take edibles. more. Yeah, yeah. Give it time. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. I learned a lesson. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I wish it, it... The edibles thing, it makes me wish that... Because I had weight loss surgery, and one of the things after weight loss surgery is that my body doesn't process a lot of things. It just flushes them right out. Right. So I don't ever actually absorb the THC in the edibles. They don't do me any good. Like I could take fucking six of them and it would not affect me at you all. You may as well just eat actual gummy bears. Yeah. Like my only choice is to smoke if I wanted to or vape, you know, and vaping's not, I'd, I'd vape, you know, wouldn't be a problem. I just, I don't know. I was telling Jen, like, I just don't get, I've never enjoyed smoking weed. Like it's never, like I have, but I've just never enjoyed it. I'm, I know I'm in the minority of people who speak openly about it but i am not a fan of the smell like yeah. a, i don't i don't like smoking at all like i yeah. it's just not something yeah. i'm interested in <clears throat> be it tobacco or, or anything else but the the smell of cigarettes i think is really gross and the smell of cannabis i think is gross too yeah but i i, I like the smell of weed before it's been smoked in the flower form like i fucking I, I love it in the flower form. I, I don't love it as much in the smoking form. I don't even really like the taste of it. Like cigarettes, I I don't think anybody that smokes cigarettes likes the taste of cigarettes. But there is a... 
I don't dislike the taste of it as much as I do like the taste of weed. Well, and I remember if that makes sense, you've been a, you were a long time cigarette smoker and you had always said that like, you didn't like the way it smelled except for like mm. a, a lit cigarette burning in an ashtray lit or cigarette. Absolutely. Yeah. Lit a lit cigarette fucking, especially after I quit a lit cigarette smells fucking amazing. Yeah. So. Not for me. I mean, yeah. I grew up mom. Ashtrays mom and, smell terrible. Well, yeah. mom and dad smoked like two packs a day each type mm-hmm. deal when I was growing up. So yeah. I felt like an ashtray walking around all the time. So it just never had any appeal to me. Mm-hmm. But yep. I mean, I'll report back to the podcast how it goes. And if there's <laughs> anything to report. Um, or I'll report back. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> Travis has lost his mind. We we might lose Travis in this. Who knows? <laughs> Full blown mental break over a microdose. Although, although that's the podcast I want. <laughs> I want to fucking wilding out Travis. It's, I mean, I've talked to people that have said that hallucinogenics have opened a whole new world and thought pro- the whole Joe Rogan pitch. Mm-hmm. Um, and someone I'm very close to and trust very much has said, I just really have a fun time on him. I don't know what the fuck anybody's talking about when they say opens an understanding to the universe. Or their yeah. statement was, that's just for people with a wild imagination. And this person has yeah. no, <laughs> it's no real imagination. Yeah. So they're just like, I don't, they're like, I get it. The walls breathe and stuff like that or whatever when you're yeah. taking a, a hallucinogenic dose. But they're like, I didn't, I don't feel like I gained an understanding of the universe. And they've tried no. all, the, <clears throat> yeah. all the things. You know what I mean? Well, and you know most everything about the universe already. So. <laughs> it's the Einstein thing. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's not meant to be that level of anything. It's just mm-hmm. meant to, like I said, the therapeutic doses that are being uh, pitched in research and stuff like that. So we'll see how it goes. <clears throat> okay, I'm here for it. <laughs> Maybe I'm gonna I'm gonna do it on a not work day. Yeah, it's smart. But yeah, so that's that's the well, good stuff. That's good stuff. What uh, what else what else we got going on? I haven't I didn't really prepare top because Jen was like we were, I was working on my treasure treasure and my dean's list stuff, and she's like, well now that we've got all that figured out, what are you what are you going to talk about? And I was like, I don't know, we didn't really cover that. <laughs> there's there's so much wild shit going on, I don't even know where to start. I made a couple of notes um, just throughout the week of stuff that popped up, and I kind of wanted to check in with you on. Um, okay, <clears throat> and we can talk about any of them or all of them or none of them. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I have a note. Like a note here about almost drowning. Don't don't know if uh, you've ever almost drowned. We had an we we had a scary incident pop up um, that led to a whole conversation about about the possibility of drowning and stuff. Um, I got some friends who got unique tattoos that well, I thought they were unique. I've never seen anyone get them before, and then when I found out all the hidden meanings behind stuff, I was like, oh, <laughs> I felt like an idiot. Yeah, let's talk about that one. <laughs> uh, and then, oddly enough yearbooks like high school yearbooks hmm. there's a, a whole mlm conversation about the things that people oh put their God. kids into and and don't realize it like girl scouts or boy yeah. scouts and and we could talk yeah. about that or not yeah um, no. or we can come back to them another time but i'm down to start with tattoos because I, I i recently got a unique tattoo Ooh, so, is it like Raffi's? i got a unique tattoo no it's not like Raffi's. i do have one like Raffi's that that i also want to talk about that babin's working nice. on for me so i'm hoping to have it for my birthday Quick, uh, quick commercial pitch. Who is Babin? Where is he? What? How do you get in oh, touch yeah, with the shop? Uh, Babin, Babin works at. He actually owns Subcultures in Orange City, Florida. Um, he has a team of some of the most talented artists I think in the area for sure. Um, Jen's got pieces by almost everybody that works in there now. Um, I, I'm strictly Babin. I don't, nobody touched me but him, except for the guy at the random i drive tattoo place where i got my first tattoo that's now been covered up so we won't talk about it i love that the closed um, captioning is calling him batman 
amazing. Um, Babin also designed our logo um, that you see in our, not the, the cover art, but our actual Swirling Heads logo. Yep. Um, he, uh, he's just a really, really good dude. And, and I, think he, I think pretty much all of my friends are friends with him. I know like Mike gets tattooed by him. Rafi gets tattooed by him. You know, my is, tattoos are from your legs. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Babin is, um, Babin is, is super talented. He actually recently started, he's been posting about it on Instagram. He's been doing like watercolor paintings. Okay. And I'm immediately like, there was one he did with like the eye for eyesore and like a crow <laughs> over it. And I guess he's going to be doing it as a tattoo on somebody at some point. But immediately I like, I, I, I was like, yo, is that going to be for sale? Because I fucking want that for the studio. That's funny. Cause I'm getting ready to redo the whole RC workbench studio layout and you know, but, but all that. Babin and subcultures so, have been a tattoo shop. That's like a staple in, in oof. where I grew up at least for yeah. 20 plus years. Yeah, I think he's coming up on 25. Um, there's There were some rumblings. He told me about it before it hit the papers. Um, but the in the city of DeLand, especially in downtown, there are rules that are super strict about tattoo parlors. Um, and it's impossible to open one anywhere in downtown based on the ru- the rules. Like, you've, you've got to get kind of outside of DeLand. Like, the closest one to downtown is out on the truck route. Um, okay. But, but Babin and the guy... Tom that does all the piercings there have been working with the city of Deland to change those rules so that they can be one of the first shops to open in downtown Deland. Really? So like actual downtown yeah. proper where the historic stuff yeah. is? Yeah. Like he's looking at a spot next to half wall potentially. Okay. Uh, if they can get the stuff passed, like he would be right on, was that Georgia? Woodland, I Georgia. Think. Or it's the one where city hall is okay. like the Athens theater dead ends at the end of it. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, like literally right on the corner of Woodland and, and I think it's Georgia, uh, the courthouse, it runs courthouse to Athens theater. Okay. The courthouse is on one end. Athens is on the other, either way. Yeah. So, and there's another, the one out on the truck route is also involved and, and the lady that owns that is working to try to get it relaxed so she can move into downtown as well too. So I think it's, you know, it's good that the city commission is working to change things like that. Um, there's lots of other things I'd like them to work on too, but one thing, <laughs> one thing the, the tattoos <laughs> first in, in yeah. Babin's Babin and subcultures, they have Instagram, they have a website. Uh, or yeah, anything? It's, it should just be at subcultures tattoo. And then he is uh, at IR Babin. Um, but if you go to the at subcultures tattoo in their bio is all of the artists that they have there. Um, Omar's super talented. He's got a style. Jen's got a couple of pieces by him. His style is very different from everybody else's. It's very, I don't know what he calls it and I don't want to get it wrong because I, I, it's a very specific style, but it's, um, it's, you know, they all, they've all got different styles. He's always got, you know, he's turned out tons of excellent, like, cause Babin is a, a mentor to a lot of these people. Like when they come in, he, you know, he takes apprentice under his wing, right. teaches them the business, teaches them, you know, he's been around for a long time. as a lot to actually share. tattoo. Yeah, absolutely. He's got a ton of knowledge. He's a super great dude. So I, uh, cool. but yeah, no, I, um, I know we, we started talking because we're going to, you were going to tell a story and here I am no, talking that, like an That's asshole. okay. I thought it was important that we, because we're talking about tattoos, it is something you and mm-hmm. you and the wife have a fair amount of, and even I have, and then obviously the mm-hmm. fans and, and stuff like that. But, <clears throat> but a, a married couple friend of ours went out and got tattoos together. Pineapples. It was pineapples. <laughs> I don't know how you knew that because I don't think I told you about that. It, you didn't, but it's because you said that the, once you learned the meaning of them, it, you were like, hmm. And I was like, it's either going to be a three percenter or a pineapple. But you said married couple, so I immediately went to it's, pineapple. It was a pair of upside down pineapples. They each got one. <laughs> uh, I had no idea what that meant. The wife looked at me like I was stupid. Um, mm-hmm. But apparently it's 
like a, a subtle cue, and correct me if I'm wrong, a subtle cue to mm-hmm. uh, being open to having a swinger style scenario mm-hmm. evolve. Um, so people who yeah. are in the community can identify each other without having to approach someone that doesn't participate mm-hmm. and then having a, you know, a potentially awkward scenario yeah. develop. Um, <laughs> I did not know anything about that. I, yep. and then I started yep. thinking about all the little things that, w- what if things mean stuff and I'm just so oblivious to it. I'm just like, Oh, mm-hmm. that's cool. That's a, a cool air freshener. And come to find out the air freshener is, is something or, you know, the, I didn't even, when, when we were in high school, there was, uh, pacifiers were a thing mm-hmm. and i was just like that's yep. weird that everyone that these kids have like pacifiers you know 19 year old 17 year old kids have like yeah. pacifiers or whatever it is and you know weird red window tint and come to find out it's like oh that's a, a rave thing and it's a ecstasy hint and, and blah 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 and i'm like yep. oh i am yep. way out of the loop <laughs> yeah like the, the pacifiers and stuff like that keep you from grinding your teeth yeah i mean so because it's one of the side effects of of the uh, MDMA uh, drug ecstasy. Yeah, I just, I wasn't, I was never cool, yeah. I guess. You weren't cool. <laughs> I was no, never yeah, part of it. a I crowd, it. so I, I never learned all this stuff. But I, yeah. I do remember uh, military people t- talking about, you know, spouses being deployed and stuff like that and how there's an entire culture on the base of essentially sending up a flag to anyone else on the base that I'm open for business type deal. <laughs> and, you know, it seems like a wild place to be open for business when your husband is deployed. Yeah, I mean, to me, it, I've never been someone who thought it was a good idea to shit where you eat. But yeah. but I guess when every when most people have the same mindset, the. Yeah. The secret keeping runs a little bit better, especially when it can result in, in discharge. But I remember, <laughs> not that kind of discharge. I hate you. <laughs> but my, I can remember being told the my heart is in blank stickers on cars are essentially a screaming call tag of, just so you know, my spouse is away if you want to yeah. talk. Yeah. My heart is in Abu Dhabi. <laughs> Normal? <laughs> but yeah, so... I, yeah. I've never thought about that. And we've heard all kinds of things, you know, wind chimes, certain kinds of wind chimes are, are an indication that, you know, this house is open for company, you know, or the upside down pineapples. And I just didn't know if yeah. aside from, I mean, clearly you're more, more aware of these things than I am. I didn't know if there's anything else that comes to your mind that is uh, a hint at anything. I mean, we used to hear the main, the main one. And we, I think we've talked about it on older episodes, but the loofahs attached to the golf carts in the villages to, so the, the older people in the villages will attach different colored loofahs to their golf carts to let people in the villages know what they're into. Really? Like the, and I don't remember the color coding anymore. I can, I'm sure I could find it on like Reddit or something, but like, black is that you're anything goes and blue is that you're open to swinging or you know you know different you know different things so like the different colored loofahs attached and some some golf carts will have like six different loofahs <laughs> on them <laughs> you know so it's a potpourri it's it's just let yeah, it roll basically. so when you say loofahs yeah. you mean like the the shower the sponges sponges yeah yeah, yeah. Yep. and they just yep. like hang them from the rear view essentially they like just, an air freshener they just tie them to yeah the either the roof line or you know the the rear view or wherever so just to let everybody know what they're into. Kind of like hanging the Confederate flag from the back of the truck when you drive around. It, it's a clear indication really. as to you're into incest. Yep. yep. Pretty much. That's funny. The, uh, uh, I, n- I never, that's the only one that really comes to mind. Like I, in the pineapple thing, I only know about because of like TikTok. 
Like it, you know, it's okay. just one of those things that like popped up in my, and then maybe, and I don't know about Ashley, but I, I assume that that's how she probably found out about it too, because it became a thing on TikTok for a while. I, I so, have, cause the there was feeling. like a clothing company that was putting shit out with pineapples on it unintentionally and didn't realize what was going on. And I think that's where it all kind of started to really get out of control. But at. I think that's how I would find out about things. Normally it's like, Oh man, Hawaii. I remember when I thought Hawaiian shirts were kind of fun, like they're light and they're breezy and yeah. they're button up and, and they have yeah. cool little wood buttons. And then you find out they're uh-huh. worn by like fascist white supremacist assholes. And it's like, yeah. oh, you guys are ruining everything. Pretty much, they do that. They do ruin everything. So just, was it was it the Boogaloo's? Was that yeah, them? I I don't. Paul I haven't heard know. from them in a while. Yeah, yeah, I think he was one. Or we used to make fun of him for being <laughs> that he would be because one. he's like me. He so. thinks, oh yeah, he's like yeah, man. I'm a for, I'm a Second Amendment guy, and then he finds out he's like, yeah. Well, those guys also want to like hurt people, and he doesn't. So he's like, oh, they ruined it. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. I, I feel like Paul's the closest we could we could come to both knowing a proud boy. <laughs> I mean, his dog wears one of those percenter tags. It, that is fucking that is my that is literally my main point there so is if you, you're putting that shit on your dog is three percent that that thing or is three percent something else you mentioned three percent the three percenters are proud boys okay or of of that group of or from that same ilk so the three i always label three percenters as the gravy seals okay because i know because in law enforcement taking like safe streets task force which is the gang course and stuff by the fbi mm-hmm. that I, f- I believe, because now it's been 10 plus years, the one percenters are like the violent criminal the outlaws, yeah, the outlaws, yeah, the, 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 the outlaws, the biker gangs. stuff like that. Yeah, the 3%, that's why I call the 3 percenters the gravy seals. <laughs> so they're rolling up in their, their 92 F-150. So <laughs> If anyone else knows of any of these things that we should, <clears throat> I don't want to say avoid, but be aware of that we may be broadcasting, yeah, I mean, yeah. let me know. Um because, hey, maybe I can use it to my advantage or to actually yeah. be in a crowd or or maybe I can just not not, not hurt people's to, feelings when I have no idea what they're talking about. I want to go to a school board meeting where, like, the Proud Boys show up to, but I want to stand next to them dressed like a clown. That way every picture that gets taken of them has a clown in it, it too. It has two clowns. Yeah, yeah. There's however many clowns plus one actual clown, face paint and all. God, so, I'm trying to think, and just follow them around and mock them in a clown outfit. I'm just trying. To, I can't think of anything, anything else. I feel like, mm-hmm. what was the one when we were kids? If there's shoes thrown over the power lines, oh, it's the neighborhood you shouldn't go into. Um, and I think that's still kind of true, or it marked territory, if I remember right. I don't. I may be getting that one wrong. It, it was something about marking territory or neighborhood you should be in or in or in, not in. In the wire, didn't they have like some special marking out about where you can <laughs> buy certain types of dope or something? Um, no, no, okay, <laughs> not that I remember. I feel like that was what my parents tried to tell us. If you see the the shoes over the the power lines, it's like this is a bad area. This is where gangs are, and they sell drugs at that house. Or where somebody got yeah. killed or something. And I'm like, there's an awful lot of dead kids here in Deltona. Because you know how it goes. The the kids who see it and they think oh, it's a, it, a cool thing to do, they start duplicating it. According to the internet, shoes thrown over power lines is to signal the location of a crack house or a prime drug dealing spot. Oh, okay. So, so mom and dad were right. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, it's, 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 this could be a, son, a, a page run by a boomer. So there's that. Uh, <clears throat> Boomerlookout.net. Yeah, I mean, there's different. There's lots of different things because I guess there's there's gang message. So there's there is gang messaging along with it. Um, there's several different reasons that they do it. There's like protest versions of it. This is according just to Wikipedia. 
So, and and again, back to the Safe Streets Task Force time frame when when we talked about Latin Kings or MS-13 or you know actual street gangs and stuff that are recognized by the FBI, there was a lot of um, symbolism that was about flagging things, but it was mm-hmm. you know more about. A lot of it was more about marking territory and talking shit to each other. Yep. Um, yeah. I almost quoted Boondock Saints and said symbology. <laughs> What's the Christ. symbology to that? Um, closed caption even made that a word. Hell yeah. Good job, Sim. Got closed caption. <laughs> Good job, Simba. <laughs> the, uh, yeah, I can't think of any other like major ones. I can't. I'm trying to think. Nothing, nothing, nothing else comes to mind. I don't I'm think. sure there's there's something for everything. There's got to be, yeah, yeah. Because symbolism's big anyway. Like uh, we, in Savannah, you guys have been to Savannah, right? Mm-hmm. If you yep. go to the cemeteries, the way that they orient the grave sites has a lot to do with things. Like they, yeah. if you're you were a Confederate soldier, you I don't know, they bury you with the headstone facing north. That way, you're not turning your back on the enemy, and so like, they bury you on top of your cousin. <laughs> 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 but but yeah, they just there's symbolism to everything, or at least we as a society read symbolism into everything. Yeah. So, but pineapples. Yeah. Well, then the only food that you indeed. eat that eats you back. <laughs> yeah. The uh, so my my upcoming tattoo for my birthday. Before we jump off tattoos, I think I've talked about it before. I know I've told you. I'm pretty sure I've told you about it. Um, so I. I notoriously either get wrongs word get wrongs word, <laughs> Jesus Christ get words wrong in songs either intentionally or in a lot of cases I've I've thought those were the words all along and just nobody told me and now Jen will make fun of me when I get shit wrong so I've got Babin working on a tattoo um there is a um a fucking Fleetwood Mac song. Hang on, I gotta pull up. Which is where where Stevie gets her name? Yes, that is also where Stevie gets her name from. Um, I want to get their words right and then tell you what I'm usually doing. So it's the Edge of Seventeen is the song. Um, I think it's technically a Stevie Nicks song. So the words are just like the white winged dove sings a song, sounds like she's singing. Ooh ooh ooh. Those are the words. So you think it's the white winged girl? No, I've always thought it was the one-winged dove. Okay. It sings the song she thinks it's singing. Okay. Those, just the, so I've got Bappin working on a tattoo that is a <laughs> one-winged dove dressed like Stevie Nicks. Because oh, like, Stevie Nicks always wears like flowy gowns and shit like that. Right. Uh, but I want like the one wing to be like patched over like he lost it in Nam or some shit. <laughs> And then, like, with the microphone and it's one wing that is is good, <laughs> and like the lyrics in it too. So he's he's working on it. I'm hoping that's. Funny. I got to message him to to make sure he's he's aware that I am I am indeed serious. I think a lot of people mishear lyrics because there's there's even whole you know top ten most misheard lyric type things, and mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, I never, especially the time frame in the '90s where everything is all vowels, <laughs> the Scott Stapps. Oh yeah. <laughs> Fucking Scott. Or what's the ah, damn it. the 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 chickety China, the Chinese chicken? Just like the uh, ri- bare naked ladies. Yeah, the rhythm to it, nobody actually knows the real lyrics. So if somebody plays you and tells you what the lyrics are, you just you're stuck with it. Yeah. Or or Chickety China, the Chinese chicken. You're gonna rock the Casbah. What is a Casbah? I have no idea. I don't even know if that's the God. right word. 
I don't think it is. I always thought it was Rock the Cash Bar. And I'm like, hey, I'm here. Check the cat box. Rock the Casbah. Song by The Clash. It is Casbah. C-A-S-B-A-H. Nice. Surprise, motherfucker. The King's efforts to enforce and justify the ban and the populace's protest against it by holding... What the fuck? See? Symbolism. What the fuck? WTF is a Casbah. I like that I can Google things while we're doing this. Casbah. What is a Casbah? <clears throat> How come a castle or palace in northern Africa? Okay, so, it, so you're you're rocking out in the kingdom of Tunisia or Carthage? I guess I don't know what any of those places are. Carthage? <laughs> it's the I know what Tunisia is. I just you said it weird, so I thought it was. I was like, and then I saw it, Google popped it up on the screen and spelled it rightly. I was like, oh, Tunisia. Okay, <laughs> dickhead. Dick <laughs> Carthage, where Hannibal's from, he brought the elephants to fight Rome. <laughs> Come on, the Punic Wars. You don't know these things. I do not. Uh, I didn't pay attention in that part of school. No, I, Latin stuff. Yeah. I'm the only Latin I know is pig. What? Ouye, itchbe. Oh, pig Latin. Got it. I was like, pig's not a Latin ouye. word. Oh, uh, you're terrible. Igpe is a Latin Igpe? word. Igpe. Bigpe? I wonder what pig is in Latin. <laughs> Poyo. Uh, Jesus Christ, that's Spanish, you idiot. That's Latin. They're Latino people. That's not how that works. That's not how any of that works. So anyway. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you uh, you want to jump into Trash or Treasure? Sure. You're hosting it this ready, week, right? buddy. I am. I got, uh, I, got, I got one for you. All right, so Trash um, or Treasure is a once or more episode, episodic. It's a thing we do. <laughs> I started I started making a list of the ones that we've done today. I've not finished it yet. I know we haven't done the one I'm doing. Okay. Um, so that we don't overlap. So we have a list to work off of. Perfect. So, so Mike's going to clue me in on uh, some hints about somebody who, in theory, I may recognize. Um, and then we will deliberate on whether that person is, in fact, trash or treasure. All right. Trash, Let's trash, get this trash. shit show. Treasure, 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 treasure. Let's get this shit show on the road. This hillbilly so to, fight. To, yeah. <laughs> so to start off today, uh, our illustrious trasher treasure, I got all of this fucking info about him and I didn't get his birthday. Well, I know it's a he. Yeah. Ish. Birthday. I think that. So he was born November 28th, 1962, making him 60 years old. Ooh. Thanks, the Googler. I wouldn't have been able to do the math in my head quick enough for that answer to be right. Um, he has a wife, uh, two kids, one son, one daughter. Um, he is a vegan. Uh, he's also an animal rights activist with his own sanctuary called Hawk Hawkson Farm Foundation. Um, his parents divorced at 11. Uh, he went on to graduate from William and Mary in 1984 with a psychology degree. I don't know a bachelor's master's. I didn't, I didn't think to look that up. So that wouldn't, that wouldn't have worked for me. Um, he had a stroke in 2018. Um, he's been on several TV shows, several movies. He's had his own TV shows. Um, he started out as a stand-up comedian, got his big break on Letterman. And my favorite part about that tidbit is that doesn't narrow it down <laughs> for you. Cause that's how a lot of fucking stand-up comedians from the eighties and nineties got their big break. It's not Mitch Hedberg. 
Um, it is not Mitch Hedberg. He did not um, have a stroke in 2018. He did not. He had one long before then. Um, he's won multiple Peabody Awards as well as Emmys and Grammys. Um, he voiced himself in The Simpsons, uh, Space Ghost Coast to Coast, and American Dad. So in Space Ghost Coast to Coast, he voiced himself. He was he was himself. Is it Bob Saget? To the, it is not Bob Saget. Okay. Um, although these next couple of clues really makes your Bob Saget gets very funny <laughs> to me. Uh, he appeared in Half Baked. Dated the Olsen twins. No. <laughs> Uh, Death to Smoochie, Big Daddy, The Faculty, Jay and Silent Bob, and Evan Almighty. Oh, hang on. Jeez. Lizzie wants to say that, hello. That's so many things. Is it? Yeah. Oh, I think I know who it is, and I kind of want you to okay. keep going. All right, good. Uh, he, in the night, in like in the early 90s, he hosted the Blind Date show for MTV Spring Break that they recorded in Daytona. Uh, and his first big show on his own was on MTV as well. It was a self-named show, and it actually debuted second in ratings behind Beavis and Butthead. So of all the shows on MTV in the 90s when Beavis and Butthead would have been number one in the ratings, his actually debuted in ratings right behind theirs. Is he Malibu's Most Wanted? He is not Malibu's Most Wanted. Because that's not who I thought it was, but then when you brought up MTV. Um, He's, along with being an animal rights activist, he's also a political activist. Okay. Um, He's... Probably, I mean, he's championed some some pretty big legislation. Um, his his shows are very uh, political based. I'm running out of okay. clues. I'm gonna. Can I so. ask some questions? <laughs> yeah. yeah go Is ahead. this somebody that would never want to be president of the United States, but people would push him to be if he was willing to accept the position? Probably, but he also couldn't be. I, th- I think because I do believe he's born in Canada. Really. I think. Well, that throws me I off. Double, I, got, I got to double check that. Did, <laughs> <laughs> was he replaced by Trevor Noah? He was replaced by Trevor is Noah. Is it the John Stewart? It is the John Stewart. Well, now I need to know if he was uh, born in... He was born in New York. Okay. No, he was born in New York City. Because I, I could have sworn yeah, yeah, he was sorry. a New Yorker. I, for whatever reason, I felt like... I thought he was Canadian. Maybe I just confused him with Jim Carrey a lot. I don't Jim know. Jim Carrey is Canadian. <laughs> I know. I know. I, him and Celine Dion. I, and, and Pamela Anderson. She's the centennial baby of Canada. Yeah. So, um, yeah, no. So he, and it was a bachelor's in psychology from William and Mary. Okay. So what did he, I didn't get that. He hosted the spring break dating show for MTV. The Yeah. Blind date in spring for spring break 93 that they filmed in Daytona. He was the host. I'm sure there was a female host with him, but he was the, the make. Cause you, if I remember right, they usually did a male and a female host for, for blind date. Uh, so blind date. I was thinking so, the one with Jenny McCarthy. Cause we've, <laughs> we've talked about that singled out before. Yeah. Yeah. My my um, gateway into the lust for Jenny McCarthy. Yeah. Um, so he's, you know, and, and so like the Grammy, the Emmy, and the Peabody's he won were all four things he did, not four things that he, like he's got them from like Colbert Report because he was like an EP on that, I, I believe. Really? So like, so like he's got, when Colbert won an Emmy, he technically won one too okay. because he was part of the show. I didn't realize he won um, a Grammy. <clears throat> yeah, he, he had a comedy album. I didn't realize it either until I started started looking him up. Um, I don't remember what it was for. I don't remember the name of it because it, it, it was a comedy album, but I don't remember the name of it. It's a, I don't, <laughs> I don't really feel like you picked somebody that's divisive. Like I, he's, I tried to pick not, someone that was divisive I, last time. 
I tried. I struggled with it because like I, I also the, the very, like the first five people that I thought would have been divisive, I couldn't confirm if we had already done or not. Okay. We have so, not done John Stewart. To, we have not. Uh, one I wanted to do was Killer Mike um, because I have mixed feelings about Killer Mike over the last like six months, but I couldn't figure out how to do it without giving it away. <laughs> you knowing who it is, you know, be like, oh yeah, this his real name is Michael Render. And you're fucking, you're gonna immediately know who and he I is. I probably wouldn't because I I am oh, really I bad about musicians, but <laughs> God damn it. But he was on the most recent episode of Dave. Yeah, yeah, so I saw that. I saw the clip of it. I didn't. I didn't watch the episode of Dave yet. I'm, I'm still in like the first season, oh, so I don't. I don't want to jump so into good. the new season. Uh, I'm stuck on Letterkenny. It, I, so because we binge things, like we'll just we'll mm-hmm. put on Letterkenny and watch like f- just let four episodes run in one night. Yeah. So like yeah. we blow through a lot of the stuff. But but anyway, yeah. back to John Stewart. Yeah, back to John Stewart. Fucking asshole. <laughs> he he came out hard on Congress when when one of the political parties was looking to end uh healthcare benefits to first responders from 911 yep. and and he was very adamant that how on earth can we ever take the position of never forget if we're willing to just discard the people who forget. who ran into the mess putting their lives on the line and eventually contracting mm-hmm. all kinds of issues from it yeah. and just say oh well time's up tough shit figure it out yeah, you know, yeah, it's it, and he part of his point was I should not. I'm a I'm a TV personality. I'm a comedian. I'm I'm not a politician. I'm not here to yeah. make policy. Why am I fighting the hardest? You know, and yep, and he takes that position a lot. And he's he's got a, a I say new show out. It's new to me. Um, yeah, the podcast, the problem, the problem, and. He so the podcast that he does the further problem is a companion to the TV okay. show. He so the TV show is a weekly thing, and then he does the podcast weekly while they're filming the show with just his crew. He presses people so. really hard, and yeah. he still tries to. He still makes some jabs in mm-hmm. there, but he's not like Bill Maher, where he's just condescending and fucking Bill Maher speaking down to people. He's he's making prods that any normal person would ask those same questions and it just like i just watched one where he was talking about irresponsible expenditures with money and how when when Uh they could they did an audit of the federal government a a billion dollars is missing or something he's like how do you yeah like you know it was the department of defense because it was the one with the lady yeah 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 so it was the lady that's in charge of like the basically the department of defense and she was like trying to laugh at him while he's making like serious points yeah. and he's like and i don't if, know if anybody lost that, that much money she's like well we didn't yeah. lose it he goes all right if that much money was unaccounted for yeah. because that's what the audit is yeah we got it but we don't know where it went okay that's called losing yeah. it <laughs> i would fucking i would lose my mind if i were in his position and somebody that i were asking serious questions of was like laughing me off like i was some sort of idiot <laughs> I'd fucking, I don't know how he does it. Like I, you know, I think he's great at it. I'm just like, I'm just like, I watch that kind of shit and I'm like, I'm fucking fuming over here. But to be (laughs) fair, to be fair, he, he will laugh at people when they're giving serious answers and stuff. So I, I think he sees it as a give take to some extent. Yeah, I'm sure he does. Um, so my vote is for him to be Trisha. I mean, just about everybody's vote is for him going to be. And if you think he's trash, you can fight me. (laughs) I think the few people so. that are going to see him as trash are the people that are just opposed to him Helping ideologically others. as a whole. <laughs> and yeah. it, doing the right thing. I, it, 
I'm stammering over my my words because I'm trying to think of how to say it. I don't understand how polarized things have become to where literally it's and, and there's I hate to say it's both sides because there are people on both mm-hmm. sides that do this. It's literally if the person on the other side says something, I have to take the opposite stance. It, and it's it's yeah. wild some of the things that people will latch on to and commit to and yep. and just refuse to let go. It's like, oh, well, you know, I don't like being on fire. Oh, well, what's wrong with being on fire? I like being on fire. Mm-hmm. It's like, but that's a, a really so weird hill to die on. I had a conversation this week and, and it's not related to this at all, but I, and I know, I, I think I said something in the last, I've, I've recently joined the local democratic club in Volusia and I'm on the board of directors. And one of the guys that's on the board of directors with me ran for mayor in Deltona last year. And he was actually, um, because he agreed with something a Republican candidate said, and I don't remember the thing it was, but it wasn't anything egregious. Like it was, you know, something very normal that anybody should be able to support. Pedophiles are bad. The, the the Democratic Party basically ran a smear campaign against him because he didn't disagree with the Republican on it. And he he and I were talking about it because it's one of those things that like it's the problem with with politics. Like they're you know, I I don't. It's easy to say that Republicans are in bad faith taking books and shit from school. Like that's easy to disagree with them on. Like it's you know that's that's the, you you should be able to, to disagree with them if you're you know of the opposite. But like I get that. But there's like a lot of shit that like you should probably try to work to agree with them on. Well, because the you know shit's not going to fix itself if you don't make some meaning meaningful progress towards you know what you're looking for. Well, in so. in no logical person should be. 100% in line with the ideologies unquestionably of any political group. No, not and, at all. Yeah. And Jose and I have that conversation fairly often. He's like, oh, you know, Travis, he's like, I'm clearly a conservative or a Republican or whatever term he wants to use. He's like, but I don't think these ideas are bad. And I'm like, Jose, why do you keep saying you are a Democrat or you yeah. are a Republican or anything? He's like, well, yeah. I like guns. And I was like, yeah, man, I like guns too. I was like, yeah. that that one item is a single, single voter, single it's a single issue voter. Or That's it's, it. It's a single issue. <laughs> That's what that I meant. People, yeah, like people base their entire voting personality on that. Single right. Issue. And, and some people, you know, hang their hat on, on abortion or hang their hat on mm-hmm. climate stuff. And, and I told them, I was like, you know, that there are people who definitely will not vote one way or another because of a topic. I was like, but that doesn't mean that you are specifically one thing or another, because we'll talk about, uh, gun registration or databases Uh or or mandatory training or or something like that. And he's like, I don't think any of those are a bad idea. And I'm like, that's because you're approaching this from an open mind logically rather than just a single standpoint. And you have to agree with everything that and echo everything that comes from one side. And then we end up on a whole debate about whether items are actually in violation of constitutional amendments and, and stuff like that. Yeah. But that. That's a whole other topic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's getting into the nitty gritty of it. So. But it, I don't, I don't think someone saying, I think we should have a balanced budget is, is wrong to the extent that if you're going to spend money, you need to know where it comes from. You have to have a plan, yeah. you know, and it shouldn't just be, let's just spend all the money and worry See, about it and later. I'm, 
I'm growing away from that thought process because I used to be one of those, oh, I'm fiscally conservative, but socially <laughs> liberal, which is fucking stupid. If you say that shit, shut up. Um, like I'm moving, the more that I, the older I get and the more that I realize how fake money itself well, actually yeah. is, <laughs> the more I'm unwilling, like I could give, every day I give less and less of a fuck about balancing budgets. and Like the money's not real. It doesn't fucking matter anyway. Well, but, but even the people that, that are staunchly to the right and view Bernie Sanders as a full-blown socialist communist, whatever term they want to use. Yeah. You at least should, you don't have to because you can do whatever you want. You should acknowledge that when he was running for president through the primaries and stuff, he proposed where money would come from. This is my plan to generate the money to do the things I want to do. So even if the idea is spend it now, earn it back later, like funding, you know, more IRS agents to actually audit people who are higher earners instead of poor people. The idea yeah. is you invest up front, it reaps returns. You spend a lot of money on a house up front, the house is worth more in the long run. You spend a lot of money on infrastructure now, so that in theory it makes more money in the future. You take gotta spend it to make you, it. You go to the doctor now so that you don't have to go to the doctor in ten years with way worse fucked up shit. The yeah. and, and I had that whole Absolutely. conversation about if you're going to make a drastic change the best time to do it's 20 years ago. The best time is now because the longer you wait, the more painful, whether it's actual having to give up stuff or costly or whatever it is, the more painful it becomes, the longer you wait. If you are going to change directions and Bernie at least said, this is my plan to pay for this item. So he's showing a fiscal responsibility that a lot of other people aren't when they run, even though they have different political ideas, you know, you could be, you could be a conservative and say, this is what I want to do. I want to cut taxes. I want to do this. I want to do that. But you're not, you're not necessarily saying how you're paying for things. We just, we want to pay yeah. less. Okay. But how do you, how do you continue to fund things? We just pay less. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's a surface item. We have to go a little deeper. Yeah. And, and, yeah. and I think regardless of your political affiliation or belief system, you should demand that of your representatives of all the way up local to to president of the United States, have a plan, share the plan, yeah. give us an idea, give us something mm-hmm. more than just a sound bite or a thing to clutch our pearls over, or, you know, something to fight over at least. Did you see in the sound bite things that made me think of it? Sorry. No, you're good. Um, there is a, there's a democratic representative in the house out of North Carolina. His name's Jeff Jackson, I believe. And he does, uh, one TikTok video a week and it is a little bit longer format. It's like three minutes, but it's basically a weekly update of what he did that week in sessions and his, his thing this past week, he's like, uh, he's like, I'm, I'm not sure if I'm supposed to say this out loud or not, but, um, there is a stark difference between the political representatives that you see on TV. He's like, I've been with them in these open hearings that have cameras, and they're acting, you know, unhinged and shit right, like that. It's theater. He's like, and I've been with these same people in closed sessions where cameras aren't allowed in, and they are as level-headed and as normal as can be, and they don't say this the crazy things that they say on camera. And he just went on to talk about how like the the news agencies are co-opting these people to, you know, obviously sell or for ratings, right. you know, so they can sell more advertising. And like, I think it's cool that he's pointing that kind of shit out and he's got like i think he's at almost a million followers and you know like all of his videos get you know 
in the high six figure, close to a million views. Like it's he's followed very well, so it's it's really cool. Now is he a federal representative for the state, yeah. or is he a state yeah, representative? A, no, he's a he's a federal representative. He's in the U.S. House of Representatives. It's so I don't remember what district he represents in North Carolina. But I find it hard to believe, and I'm just going to pick on the Republicans here, and, and you know, and Feinstein. I <laughs> don't get me fucking started on Diane Feinstein. I I have a hard time believing that Jim Jordan or Tom Cotton mm-hmm. or Mo Brooks yep. or Feinstein are as absolutely bananas in their everyday life as they are yeah. when they get the opportunity to be in front of a camera. Yeah, I'm sure. I, I can't imagine and, and actually tolerating anybody that behaves that way in real life. Yeah. I know like the thing with Diane Feinstein right now is her having been gone from the house for like a month with shingles or whatever. And I actually, one of these things that could probably get me in trouble is that I agree. I think it was Jerry Nadler that said he absolutely would not vote to allow her to be replaced on the committee. And, and basically, like, that he would force her to resign. If they want oh, to replace okay. her, she's going to have to resign. And I actually wholeheartedly fucking agree. She's, what is it, almost 90? She's she's older than what should be reasonable to represent the majority of Americans. Yeah, I mean, and, like, I, I wholeheartedly agree that she should just fucking resign. Like, it shouldn't be this hard. I don't understand people clinging to power, you know, for all of these years beyond when they would have normally. Like, if they had never gotten into... Um, politics in the first place, like they would have retired. Oh, fucking, absolutely. You know, she's eighty nine, bro. She's going to be ninety in June. How out of? T- I mean, I'm forty. I recognize yeah. that there are things going on for people who are in middle school and high school that they will have to face when when they become adults. Yeah, and things that people who are twenty and twenty five years old, quote unquote, get that I. Yeah. Don't I understand there's a disconnect. I I will never yeah. try and act like I am quote unquote with it, whatever it mm-hmm. is. Yeah. How on earth can someone who's 90 realistically grasp what is going to happen in the next 50 years? They can't. They don't have a and why, why should they be the ones making decisions that will affect people for the next 50 years when they don't have to live yeah. with those decisions? And I, I see that come up a lot. Yeah. Is it's easy to make a decision for someone else when you don't have to deal with the consequences. Absolutely. The and, and I think for me, so to to touch back on the 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 club that I joined locally, so there's you're familiar with Volusia County. Yeah. Volusia County is a very good old boy county. Second most corrupt you know, county in the country at one point. Absolutely. Um, you know, and, and there are some internal power struggles and it happens in the Republican party too, from what I, like the local Republican clubs and shit, from what I understand, like apparently there's like three of them and they all infight. Um, it's not surprising. like there's three separate, there's seat three separate Republican Volusia groups, but either way, um, one of the reasons that I stuck around after the first meeting is one of the very first things, the guy that was doing the nominations committee stuff, like said the, at my very first meeting was that. If you guys look around, you should probably notice that we all look alike in here and we probably need to change that. But nobody and, wants and to the, be the one to give up their spot. Absolutely. And, and so that's one of the struggles. So he was able to, with the help of some other people on the nominating committee, there are some people that are a little bit older. There are some people that are my age and we actually have a couple of people that are a little bit younger than me. And I, I think that it's good that they are starting to look back to see you know that they need to be putting younger people in positions of power and then assisting them to teach them the things because that's one of the big arguments that of 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 term limits 
is that then, you know, every six years and you've got somebody new that doesn't know what they're doing and it slows everything down. And I, I agree with that. So I, I, I think that there should be, you know, a little bit longer term periods or whatever to be able to facilitate some of that change. But, and that's one of the things that's happening like in the local club where they're facilitating that change, but the county is not. <laughs> and let me tell you, it is not going well. <laughs> so like there's, you know, and, and but it's a struggle that I think has to happen to be able to, you can't just let it, you know, just let it go on like it is. You've got to do something at some point about it and you've got to push those people out. And they, so I don't even look at myself, like I'm not even necessarily looking for like a, a, a place of leadership. I want to be able to help the people that are younger than me, you know, give them what they need to get a little bit further. Like I don't, you know, you're looking at it as an investment of time. Exactly. And I think that's not the way the boomer generation, and I I don't want to necessarily single them out because the, but there's just not that many people of their other, the generations older than them left. You know, there are a few and and Diane Feinstein's like one of them because she's like the, the silent generation or the greatest, whatever the fuck the people born in the (laughs) 1930s are. Is she that old? She's 89, dude. Yeah, I, She'll I, be 90 I know in June. she's that old, she but was I, born I in feel like the silent generation is older than that. They're the ones who struggled through like the uh, depression, and although I guess that's the depression. Silent type. generation. That is the generation. Yeah. Uh, so what the fuck? Open this picture, you piece of shit. <laughs> Images. I think it's as a as a millennial, an elder millennial. Mm-hmm. I think it's interesting when. Just real quick, the silent generation is 1925 to 1945. Oh, okay. Great so Depression, she smacked Dust Bowl, World War II, McCarthyism. Gotcha. I was thinking it was the generation before that, like the people that fought in the, no. the first great no, 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 war. No. In the first world war yeah. or whatever. Yeah, I don't, I don't remember what their, their name is. Um, um, but I think it's, it's interesting yeah. when people of the, my parents' generation, which is, which is boomer, um, mm-hmm. will, will say something negative about millennials, which is fine. But they'll they'll see something. You raised us, you motherfuckers. Well, no, they'll see something and attribute it to millennials, and it's like, yep. mom, millennials are forty. We're not twenty. I was like, you're you're yeah, blaming no. stuff that twenty year olds are doing on people that are not of the same generation. I mean, it's fine, young yeah. people, but you're so yeah. not not specifically them, but in general, it's such a disconnect. It's like, well, every young person's a millennial. It's like, mom, of forty. Yeah, I think the vast majority of of the boomer generation doesn't believe in the transitional powers. You know, they, they were, they were given all the tools they needed to be successful and for all intents and purposes, yank the ladder up behind them. Well, in the economy boomed. Absolutely. The, the, their parents were very much so able to give them a significant step up. Yeah. White people at least. Yeah. Um, from where they had started and those changes are very drastic. The the industrial revolution Mm -hmm. really kicked off in world war two. And back when America built great things, when, you know, war powers act and 90% marginal tax rate and all this other crap. Yeah. And the generation then says, look what I've done. I've amassed a fortune, but I'm going to hold on to it. And then it becomes a generational wealth thing. But then the next generation, that's a wider base doesn't have anything they can acquire because there's no, no more property Nothing being left. acquired by the country. Yeah. There's no more massive rapid expansion of production. The The efficiency yeah. of jobs has gotten much better. 
And instead of scaling back hours accordingly or ramping up pay accordingly, what we're doing is still telling people to work 40 hours a week, make three times the money for the company, and not have Um, raised minimum wage in 15 years. In that vein, unpopular topic. Um, And assuming there are no congressional things to stop it from happening, and we know there would be. Right. But all pretty picture everything's perfect it's something they want to do how many years off do you think we are from like a universal basic income having to be a necessity because of okay to be a necessity efficiency of jobs yeah um because of the efficiency that that has been created through ai and you know automation and all sorts of other shit i would say in the next 20 years if so in our lifetime yeah (laughs) minus any more kickball uh, injuries for me (laughs) I, i was going somewhere specific with the 20 years i i think within the next 20 years unless there is some big uh-oh event or mm-hmm. some major change to block legislation or to create legislation to block things, at least half of truck driving jobs are gone. Um, Absolutely. Because if the system can run 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and only need one person as a emergency operator if the alarm goes off, instead of having a team of drivers, uh, if the GPS is already accurate enough. They can do all that in the, in the shipping yards anyway. So now you eliminate all the shipping yard people for the most part. You bro, I saw real quick. Cause it fucking, I saw an, a guy running an excavator from a remote office. Uh-huh. It's all GPS like based doing, and doing job site work, like sitting with fucking four monitors in front uh-huh. of him, just running an excavator on a job site. So my wife works in the medical field. There used to be, if you go to the hospital and you're getting an MRI, or a CAT scan mm-hmm. or whatever it is, there is a person in the yeah. room operating the machine. The hospitals are going to one person working remotely from home, running mm-hmm. four sites, and the site just having, um, I don't want to sound negative, a, a nurse's it, assistant, an entry level medical person helping yep. with, you know, hold still, don't do this, get on this, yeah. you know, move here, do that. Yeah. Line up here. But you've effectively eliminated three positions, three very education heavy positions. Yeah. And you're not paying that person four times the amount of money. Nope. So I think with AI, unless there's legislation to start blocking it, yeah, between AI and automation and just technology as it advances, you're either going to have a population collapse because there's no way for anybody to earn money. You're going to have an uprising. I don't know that the uprising is necessarily in 20 years. The, the uprising might be sooner. That was I don't want to I don't want to go down that road today because we don't have that kind of time. Right. But I am I am fully of the belief that the uprising is probably coming sooner. Well, in but specifically on this topic from induced yes. poverty from yeah. funneling money upward and shit like that. Yeah, okay. I think in my wildest dreams it doesn't get that far. The uprising happens before that occurs. And we are able to stop it, if that makes sense. Yeah, I just wanted to make we sure can, we, we can delve into it another another time. Because, like I said, I've got hours. Fucking, I've got hours of thoughts. Yeah, I just on, wanted to make sure you shit. weren't pushing that you weren't speaking from the position of political divide. You know, no, 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 no. Yeah, no, no, no. Um, so I think in the next twenty years, for sure, there's going to be a huge drop off of positions that that people currently hold that they won't need to anymore because they'll be just as easily filled by. By automation. Every boss I've ever had. Well, I mean, (laughs) even as stupid as it sounds, they use robots in the assembly of cars. Why can't they use a robot in the assembly of your sandwich at McDonald's? They can't. Uh, I think there's, if I remember right, there was something where McDonald's was testing AI to 
to do that kind of shit for them. So, I mean, there's there's no... Have you been to McDonald's lately? No. You You... You can't even you you can, but they frown upon you even walking up to the register. They are ordering kiosks in the lobby. Well, and the argument from one side will be that's because you're insisting that they pay people more, and it, it, <laughs> there's still 15 people in the back making your shit. And when just, you do the <laughs> math, if you already have employees, and and I do this math all the time because I'm a math person, and I I love crushing the argument of well, if if you pay someone fifteen dollars an hour, a gallon of milk's going to have to cost fifteen dollars, and it's like no, he's not delivering one fucking gallon of milk an hour. You know, it's when you have, say you have 10 employees and you need to give everyone a dollar an hour raise, it costs you $10 an hour. When you are moving a thousand cups of coffee for breakfast, yeah, you need, you made, you need to charge an extra penny per cup. If that there's a really good video on YouTube that uses Walmart as an example about how they would how much they would have to actually raise their price on like a box of macaroni and cheese Mm -hmm. of their store brand macaroni and cheese to pay all of their employees a livable wage that would allow them to not use government services. Yeah, it's that their employees then in turn spend at Walmart because, you know, it's where groceries are cheapest. But it was like 11 cents or something stupid like that. And and that's just on a single item that that's not all of the items. Yeah. So, in again, huge rabbit hole to go down. But that's why Costco yeah. is able to pay their people thirty dollars an hour, and yeah. and still make record profits every single quarter. And yeah. I I did the math when when gas when gas went up, the diesel was you know five dollars a gallon. It went up a dollar a gallon. A buddy of mine was driving a beer truck. I was like, how many bottles of beer does the truck hold? He's like, well, I don't know. And I was like, let's just say it holds 30,000 bottles of beer. And you just increased, you doubled your fuel cost. It went from $200 to $400 for the route for the day. To make up that $200, how much do you need to add to each bottle of beer in the truck? So 200 divided by 30,000? Like, it's it's a tiny yeah. number. And yeah. even if it's a penny, you know, which it's not, because that's, that's what, $3,300? 30000 Yeah. $300? If it's a penny... That means your 12 pack is 12 cents more. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's not a a hit that anybody gives a shit about. That's less than the sales tax. I saw a meme the other day that, that, that summed this up perfectly is that America is the only country in the world where poor people think that they don't deserve things like healthcare or livable (laughs) wages because rich people tell them that it's not okay. Well, And there's, there's a whole thing to that as far as the system functioning the way it needs to for rich people to continue to get richer is convincing poor people that the reason they're poor is other poor people. I was also explaining to someone the other day, uh, who is a friend, a common friend of ours. Um, but he was asking just, you know, basic questions because he's, he doesn't follow the news like you or I would. And, you know, so he sees something from like Fox (laughs) news and it, yeah. (laughs) But he sees something from like Fox News and takes it at face value and you can't do that. But I was talking, we were talking about just like the, the difference between a million and a billion oh, gee. and being able to like, to really like for people to understand what that difference actually is from like a million dollars to a billion dollars is huge. It's for a normal person that will earn a hundred thousand dollars a year, which is a fair wage mm-hmm. to grasp the difference is 
very difficult. And, and I mean, we, yeah. uh, and I don't mean that to put anyone down, but like the sheer size of a million in a it's, billion yeah. is massive. And I, when, when it came out that uh, Donald Trump allegedly lost a billion dollars over the course of 10 years and, mm-hmm. you know, in the business and stuff. And I, I tried to explain it to my dad. I'm like, dad, that's $33,000 a day, every single day yeah. for 10 years. I was like, that is what, when he was working, I was like, that's what you earned in a year. So this man was losing a year's worth of pay for you every single day. day for 10 years. And that's not meant as a rip on Donald Trump. It was just, yeah, yeah. It, it's a, the numbers game. And to be able to, to quantify and show, you know, to make it, cause you, I think you have to make it make sense to people. One of the things in, and it's back when I was, I thought I was a libertarian, but like they were talking about, like Ron Paul would talk about the budget. And he would basically just lop off the back half of the number and try to like equate it down from 500000 to $500 and like put it into like a family budget perspective for people to try to make them understand, you know, like this is right. If you quantify this down to something that makes more sense to you because it's what you're used to dealing with, does it, do you, do you get what we're trying to say? Yeah. The, the only downside so, to that is Ron Paul. Well, well no, is well, the, that he had a son is that if you make a million dollars a year or you make $10,000 a year, a $30,000 car still costs $30,000. So your yeah. million dollar a year income has a lot more left over after oh, paying yeah. necessities than your. So it's, it's not just it, a straight add a zero, drop a zero scale. And depending on, I just meant to be able no, to, to no, break I hear down you. like, you know, yeah, yeah. like if, so. you know, if you make, if you have $5,000 and, and you drop a quarter, is it really the end of the world? Is it worth spending an hour trying to find the quarter versus yeah. so on and so forth? But I mean, if you well. do <laughs> from the time of Jesus walking the earth, that's what 2000 years just for easy numbers. Yeah. And then let's just take a billion. Well, my phone won't even do a billion. Uh, that's $500,000 a year you would need to make and save every single penny to have a billion dollars today. That's an insane number since, since the peak of the Roman civilization. So like it fucking mind blowing. So a million seconds is 12 days, but a a billion's like 30 seconds is 32 years. That's wild. Like that, like it, that, that's the one that, it, that sticks out in my head is like the, the, the quantitative measure of like how big the difference is between those two. How about this one? So this'll, this'll really fuck you up. <clears throat> Disney oh, is worth a lot of money. It's a yeah. huge brand. Most recognized, one of the most yeah. recognizable brands on earth. There mm-hmm. was a point in time that Apple or Google could buy Disney and write mm-hmm. it off as a complete loss with the number after the decimal point on their value. Because Disney well, Disney's not worth a billion dollars. Isn't or a trillion. isn't Apple's isn't Apple the first trillion dollar company? It I don't know if it was the first, but it's definitely one of the first. The world's first three trillion dollar company three trillion. for a brief time, yeah, during twenty twenty two. So in so. and again, that's another order of magnitude. They were also they were actually the first company to reach one trillion, two trillion, and three trillion. So when you're worth a trillion dollars, <laughs> you can take something worth a hundred billion dollars mm-hmm. and toss it away. And still be up nine hundred billion dollars, which is yeah. a phenomenal. Which is what, number. which is what Elon Musk is doing to Twitter. <laughs> but I mean, he's just going to write it off. But I mean, if you look at it that way too, he was worth the three hundred billion dollars or some shit, and he bought a forty-four billion dollar company. And what does he care if he runs it in the ground? Because even if he lopped his money in half, 
you could never spend that much money if you no. wanted. It's like the Brewster's never. Millions. I don't know if you remember yeah. that movie with Richard Pryor. I don't. Oh, you'd no. love that movie. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Dean's well, list. now that all of our audience stopped listening like 30 <laughs> minutes ago when we started this fucking diatribe, you want to get into Dean's yeah, list? Yeah, let's do that there, Dean's Ooh, list. bitch, I got an exciting one for you this week. So explain to the audience what the Dean's list is. So the Dean's list is basically a top five list of a specific thing or item um last week you did comfort foods or comfort sandwiches sorry <laughs> yeah number comfort one sandwiches taco. you motherfucker jen was so mad at me after that she was like she's like i'm fucking i am flabbergasted at you fucking agreeing with him about <laughs> shit being sandwiches that isn't you know what else is a sandwich based on the burrito concept <laughs> an egg roll <laughs> <sighs> you motherfucker so my uh, Dean's list this week is snack cakes. What? Snack cakes. So I have five plus I have an honorable mention for a seasonal snack cake. Okay. So technically it's six this week, but we're, you know, we're going to let it ride. So does an actual cake count as a snack cake if you eat it all in one no. sitting? No. Diabetes. Snack cakes come prepackaged okay. in a box. Okay. So you have so qualifiers here. Yes. Yes. They, they must be prepackaged like in little cellophane wrappers come in a box, be it available in the snack cake aisle at your store. Okay. I am ready. Or in a gas station individually wrapped is, is accessible or acceptable as well. So number five is the Star Crunch. Okay. Star Star Crunch has got the Rice Krispie Outer, gooey caramel center, kind of, it's not super soft and lovey-dovey, but it's, you know, it's got, it's hearty, you know? So you consider that a cake, okay. Uh, when I was a psychopath as a child, snack cakes. Oh, just snack cakes. Know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, when I was, when I was younger, I would have them in my lunch because it was, when I was a kid, it was actually my favorite. Uh, I was a psychopath and would eat all the Rice Krispies off the outside before eating the snack cake itself. Did you ever hit them in the microwave? Uh, not, the, not the Star Crunch. No. Oh. I might have to check that out. Okay. That would require me to buy a box, though. Uh, number four is the zebra cake. Plain old white cake. Yep, solid contender. Vanilla frosting. Yeah, you know, just a, just a steady, uh, you know, a love of mine. Uh, coming in at number three is the Swiss roll. Okay. Um, okay. So, you know. Uh, nothing much to say about that. It is fucking delicious. Well, it's not iced yeah. on the out. Well, I guess they can be. It is. It, it is iced on the okay, outside. Okay, so Swiss I'm the psychopath are... who peeled all the, the icing off and I then ate too. the soft cake. Yep, yep, yep. Um, coming in at number two, and Jen and I had a small disagreement about this one when I brought it up, uh, but fudge rounds slash oatmeal cream pies. Which one's a fudge? Is a fudge round essentially an oatmeal cream pie, but chocolate? It is a chocolate oatmeal cream pie, and Jen Jen got mad at me for saying that they were the same, and then we watched a couple videos on YouTube where they confirmed that they are indeed the same, and she apologized. So there's that. Well, then at least the competition goes away. It's just uh, how racist are you to prove to pick one over the other? I prefer fudge rounds. So <laughs> I believe fudge you. rounds in the microwave and or in the refrigerator, not in the freezer, but throw them in the refrigerator and let them get cold. Huh. They're really good cold or just warm. not room temperature. No, I like a room temperature. I'll eat a fudge <laughs> round fucking anyway. That's I'm number two on my list. Eat it. I'm going to fucking shove it in my gullet. Uh, yeah, I spelled gullet right in the, in the closed caption thing. I like that. Uh, number one on my list. Zingers. Those the, uh, the, uh, the uppity twinkie. It is the the raspberry. It's it's a Twinkie, effectively, and or it's, um, but it has the coke raspberry coconut okay. coating. It on is the, the raspberry coconut the then. Yeah. Yep. Man. Uh, and for my honorable mention, it is the um. Jen gave me the right name for these beforehand, but I'm not going to use it because I don't remember what it is. I'm just going to call them what I did when I wrote it down in my list. They're the pumpkin faces. Pumpkin faces. They're, Are you talking yep, about Reese's yep. peanut butter cups at Halloween? No. 
no, 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 no. They're they're little snack cakes, and they're like a, um, fuck. What's the? What's the fucking like a spice cake? Okay, with like a jelly. That's the the filling in them is like a jelly, but it looks like a pumpkin face. I don't think I've ever had those. Um, hang on. Pumpkin. I can't believe you skipped over you moon pies and you skipped over. Mm-mm. You skipped over snowballs. Moon pies, moon pies piss me off. So do snowballs. Get the fuck out of here. A snowball is just a. Yep. They are pumpkin delights. Mm. Uh, I'm gonna see. A snowball yeah, is see just a boob shaped. Uh, whatever that Swiss roll thing is that you had. Oh, I don't, know I don't think I've ever had those. In. So they're only available from like right before Halloween until. Uh, just after Thanksgiving. Okay. When the Christmas trees come out, the pumpkin faces oh, go away. And the Christmas trees are just like glitter-covered zebra they're cakes. They're zebra cake. Yeah, they're they're just zebra cakes, which is why I didn't include them. So, because I'd still rather have a zebra cake. Um, so yeah, that's my dean's list for this week. Dean's list. I don't like moon pies because it's more like a shitty cookie. Like I don't mind the marshmallow filling. I hate the shitty cookie that is in case. Like I like the chocolate and the filling. The fucking bullshit cookies that they encase it in pisses me what off. What about Nutty Buddies? I fucking hate Nutty Buddies, too. I think they're an abomination. I might as well just get a Snickers bar or something and fucking an actual candy I bar. I like to peel them apart layer by layer. You're a psycho. Oh, yeah. It, it, yeah. it kills time. It's like a string cheese, but peanut butter chocolate. <laughs> Don't get me started on a string cheese, please. I found out recently. How do you eat string cheese? It depends on uh, the moment. If I'm enjoying a string cheese... I string it. If I'm having okay. an emergency, I'm anorexic <laughs> and need to eat because I'm getting lightheaded. You've never had one of those. <sighs> I have I have been very not good about making sure I eat when I'm supposed no. to. No, so okay. I will take a string cheese and just bite it in half and then eat God the other. I, I don't, I'm not proud of it. Jen, Jen insists on eating them by biting them. And I fucking, when I found that out, I, I looked at her, I looked her dead in the face and I was like, I don't even know who I married. Does she just take handfuls of shredded cheese and throw it back like we would with Fritos? I, I do that. <laughs> So that uh, that I don't think is weird, but now she now she mocks me with, with with string cheese. Like she'll she'll get one out and she'll be like, "Hey," and look me dead in the eyes and then bite the string cheese just to fuck with me. Mm. So Let me know if I she runs it. around with two of them like walrus tusks, <laughs> the mozzarella uh, walrus. I'll send you a video if she does. Uh, hysterical. No, would would she do that with a block of cheese instead of shredding it or cutting a slice? Would she just take a bite I out of it like a, so. a cheesy apple? You're giving her ideas now, though, and she listens. So don't. Ooh, so she should that. do it with like, you know, the big mozzarella ball that comes like with red wax. You she should just like. I don't think she, she would eat it like an apple. It's better so, than a string cheese. Yeah. It's a ball cheese. Oh wait, not that's sure. not a good thing. <laughs> God damn it! I hate you. Uh, all right, you got anything else? You gotta uh, get the fuck out of here. I I suppose Wait. we're running a. Oh, I I might need to move the dean's list to right behind uh, fucking trash or treasure. That way they get to hear this part. Get rid of the I political diatribe. Be... Yeah, yeah, just le- just lop that part <laughs> oh, off. Jeez, no. fuck y'all! Y'all are gonna listen to this. I sent a picture of us recording to to Chris Snap, and he's he sent me back a an image of a uh, Jonah Hill doing the little excited dance. <laughs> So, yeah, no, we, I got, well, I got some really positive feedback on the, uh, the intro that we did. Um, so we got, we, we did another one of those for this week. So hopefully you like that one. They're liked it just as much because technically we haven't done it yet. We're doing it now. 
Uh, did, Just a little peek behind the curtain. I know you were also welcome. not that anyone's going to listen this far, but you were talking about getting uh, audience input for Trash or Treasure. Yeah, I actually meant to bring that up. Uh, we're going to. I'm going to have Jen do one. She was going to do one for this week, but it's been a shitty week at work for all of us. So I just, you know, I did. I, I threw one together. Um, I want to make sure that it is, is as simple as possible. So I want to make sure that it's able to be done from like a voice notes app on any phone versus you having to have like, a, you know, quality right. or whatever. And, you know, um, so I'll, I'll work out the details of it. And by, probably by the next episode, we'll give a, a test run with Jim. But we okay. want to have our if it works the way I want it to, we want to have uh, listeners send us trash or treasures to do so we can play the trash or treasure audio where you're reading off the clues, guess, you know, whatever, and try to, you know, let you guys help out. Uh, that's actually the other reason that I started making a list so that we don't uh, overlap them. Double them up. So, yeah. Cool. So, well, then. Uh, looks like you're about to eat some dinner. No, actually got to rotate the oh. dogs out and then we got to oh, okay. do the, right. the promo cut stuff. We'll go do that. Uh, we'll uh, fuck. I guess we'll talk to you guys next week. Bye. Don't do anything crazy. We love you. Bye. See ya. See ya.